We're the Cullies, and we decided to sell everything and move on to a boat. Are you recording? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't say that. All right. Well, for now, we're going to drop anchor, make ourselves comfortable, and tell you a story. This is episode 15 of the Drop Anchor Podcast. It's a regatta gala. Hey everyone, this is Josh. And this is Kendra. And we are doing an episode in the evening instead of in the morning. This I, is weird. I was going to say that. Oh, no, I, well, great minds think alike or something. Like, it's not our Saturday morning coffee time. Right. <laughs> It's, but we, we are drinking coffee right now, or at least we just did. Well, to be awake, but now it's <laughs> evening, I've got tea, and you have something else. I, I drank down a, <laughs> a, a can of booze. Raspberry beer. A raspberry beer. I think that's what it said. It's good. Belgium? I don't know. It's really good. It's real. I don't know how to describe it. It's like meaty, and that's, yeah, that sounds thick. terrible, but it, I, I guess well, what I mean is it's thick. It's, it's thick. Yeah. What, what else is it like? I don't know. Want to hear a joke? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, hit me. Okay, so when I was a kid, <laughs> I think I've told you this. You might not think it's funny. Okay, when I was a kid, we were in South Dakota. Um, that's where my dad's from. Okay. And so we were having um, dinner in this like barn thing that I feel like was in the middle of nowhere. Okay. I was only like twelve, so <laughs> like the the memories. Like foggy. Okay. Um, but it was like this huge, like country, like you know, like big old barbecue, corn on the cob, cornbread kind of thing. Okay. And then there was like a stage, and there was like comedians. My mom will probably like call me when she listens to this and (laughs) and tell me what it was that we were at. So the comedian's gonna tell a joke. What's the joke? Okay. So (laughs) there's like these two. uh, There's like these three couples. And um, the one cowboy says to his gal, pass the sugar, sugar. And <laughs> I know I'm like telling it wrong, but I'm drinking tea. So <laughs> bear with me. Uh-huh. Pass the sugar, sugar. Pass the honey, honey. Uh-huh. And then the third cowboy says, pass the tea, bag. <laughs> 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 it's like the weird thing to just stick in your head when you're a kid. I don't know. You have told me this joke before. <laughs> it's not funny, it, is it? It's kind of funny, I guess. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was trying to like, we're not used to doing this at night and I have more energy in the morning. Right, right. This is like sleepy energy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully we can get through this, guys. So for those who've been checking out our social media, uh, you know that I've been gone all week. Six um, days. Yep, I've been out in uh, a town really close to Chicago, a little town called Skokie. So Kendra's been at home running around with three teenage girls playing single mom for the week. Uh, No, taxi driver. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I guess normally we were able to split up that duty. But uh, why don't we start with you just because your week's probably more interesting than my week. I I was gone for work. I just said taxi driver. They're like, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm sure you've got stories. <laughs> um, well, our oldest Hayden is in sailing, so driving her, and those are long like lessons. Yeah, and our middle child is trying out for a play, so she was after school late every day, and um, the youngest is in nothing but did her share of complaining. About, about, being dra- <laughs> about being dragged everywhere. Um, I think every day after school, which, you know, I picked them up uh, after 2, 2.30. Um, there were a couple days I was in the car for like five hours. Not like completely straight, but like driving to one event, basically waiting for a little bit because it didn't make sense to go home. Right, right. So like in my car for five hours. Sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. So the youngest just getting pulled along and complaining right she does that well i guess they all complain i think that i forget about personality and birth order and when i remember i try then i can kind of like 
I don't know, be more compassionate. Tell me our, more. Our, our kids fall like almost like the by the book <laughs> to their birth order. No, I know. So I didn't used to believe. I was just going to say that. Yeah. I, I, when, when we were first <laughs> married, you would talk about birth order. and No, I, no, no. I would say, you would say, why do you do that? And I would say, because I'm a firstborn. Right, that's right, That's just right. what I do. And yeah, that's you what would I mean. get so mad at me. Right. Because <laughs> I had this belief that we were all self-made people. Like if, if you have some sort of personality type, it's you have a lot of control over that. And I think that maybe that's an only child tendency. <laughs> I was just going to say, tell us, dear, where are you in the birth order? Um. It is so crazy. And so you you brought up this book, you know, during one of our debates about how different you know birth orders are, different places in the birth order work. And you're like, and the oldest would be like this, and the middle is like this, and the youngest is like this. And I I didn't believe you. I thought, no, that's nonsense. And then we had three children, and boom, boom, boom. It was exactly the way you described. And then we've got a you know one of your closest friends has three daughters, and their personalities are spot on the exact yeah. same way so and there, are, there are some like personalities change it a little bit so obviously not every firstborn we're not all the same right right um and i think there's a difference like i'm sure there's a book on it too like if a boy follows you or another girl follows you um because i had a brother behind me who i think like competed with me more like as a bro- as a boy oh yeah he wanted to be right yeah. like you know and so i think there are still some like things that can change it but for the most part there are certain things that firstborns we just we are so how did that play out this week i think that because um our oldest hayden and i are firstborns i think i just decided like we just butt heads more we talk over each other we're not listening to each other um she gets defensive really quick thinks i'm only attacking her Mm. my voice does get higher probably with her but she's so quick to like i don't know she thinks i'm attacking her or something um so like you left monday morning at 4 a.m yeah and i got the girls up for school and we started fighting like you weren't even out the door (laughs) well i was out the door well like for very long i mean yeah yeah like you barely were out the door and we're fighting Hmm. and she's right away like i miss dad Oh, I want dad. <laughs> she and I butt heads too, though. No, you give her like, like more grace or more something. Like, I tend to be easier on Charlie, the baby. Okay. And you're harder on Charlie. That's true. And then there's just Morgan, and she's just the very easy middle child, like. The way you'd expect a middle child to be. The way you would expect yeah. a middle child. You know, I wonder, is there something about a firstborn that likes a younger sibling to just do what they tell them to do? And you're only really comfortable around <laughs> someone if they're super compliant. If they're listening? Yeah. Like if, if you push, if someone um, pushes back against Hayden, I think she doesn't like that relationship all of a sudden. I think the hard part with firstborns is we always feel like we're under like a microscope or like we have to be perfect. Okay. Um, and the stress of wanting everything to be perfect, it's hard. Like as I've gotten older, I've let a lot thing like a lot go that I know. And so I try to, you know, walk Hayden through stuff. Um, and then I think <sighs> my dad tried to walk me through stuff and I just felt irritated. So she's <laughs> probably just irritated with me and she probably has to find her own way just like I did. Yeah. But then it's just really hard to keep my mouth shut <laughs> because Is that a I'm also still a firstborn <laughs> trying to tell my firstborn, but let her be her own person. But I so badly want to open my mouth. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, you both have a I need to have the last word yeah, kind of thing. Like, I know I'm right, too. <laughs> you can't but both I, be right. But I just have to say, say it. <laughs> so without the peacemaker, you, <laughs> here... um. She and I, I would say we, we butt heads a little bit more this week. Mm. Like she made, not that she made it harder. <laughs> I'm not going to put it on her. <laughs> How about you just had a harder time without my help? Yes. Does that work? All right. Because I was stressed and we both, I don't know, we both deal with stress similarly. Like, I don't know. 
So that's how your week kicked off. My week, uh, (laughs) flying out, yeah, like you said, I woke up at 4 o'clock in the morning, took off by 4.30, still barely made it to the airport in time. I was actually a little stressed. Um, So Skokie, Illinois is the actual location that I went to. And plane gets to Chicago. I hop in in a cab. I don't, we don't take cabs. Like we're not cab people. We don't live in an area where we need to take a taxi anywhere. I don't think I've ever taken a taxi. You, really? I don't think so. We've done Uber. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. I mean, but I guess it's I kind don't of the think same I've thing. ever like hailed a cab. Yeah. Well, I did uh, at the airport. They're all just hanging out waiting for you. Yeah. And I know that cabs are kind of expensive. I know. I mean, you expect to pay some. So I, I get in this taxi and. I don't even know where I'm going. Like I just tell it's you know it's such and such hotel in Skokie, and he's like, "Yep, no problem, hop in." Again, and, he, and I ask, you know, about how far away is that? I hadn't checked my phone yet, and he's like, "Oh, about 40 minutes." So right away, I'm like, "Oh, okay, so this is going to be a little pricey." Well, we get out there, and I think the bill ends up getting to like I don't know, like 75 dollars, which in my mind that's an expensive ride anyway. And I tell him I've got a card, and he's like, what, no cash? I'm like, no, I, I, I have like 20 bucks in my, in my wallet. And he's like, oh, no, no problem. So he plugs in this little card reader, and he he ends up like having to type some things in. And he's, instead of typing in $75, he typed in 85 Like he gave himself like a Like he tip? gave himself a tip, but then the app immediately asks you for how much tip do you want to pay? <laughs> and there was no option to not tip. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so I was like, um, so I ended up paying this guy like a hundred bucks for this cab ride. It was ridiculous. So the lesson you learned is carry cash. I guess so, yeah. You know, normally I I think when we travel, I'm the cash carrier. Like yeah. I always go and get cash before we take off anywhere. Cause I never know if they'll take a card someplace. Um, so that's interesting. Yeah. Well, if you're a regular taxi, you know, taxi catching person, this might be completely normal to you. Oh, but I was probably, kind of blown They're away. probably like, that was a good deal. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Maybe. We don't live in like the big city that we do that regularly. Right. So I got to to Skokie, you know, kind of middle of the day. And first day for this work meeting, there's actually nothing on the agenda. So I just kind of camped out in the hotel. But I actually, you know, knowing that we're next to Lake Michigan. I know. I had a boat there at one point I wanted you to look at. Oh, okay. I think I mean you had you had a boat there. Okay. So you want that you wanted me to take a look at Do you not remember? I found it on Craigslist. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could have helped you. Well, I thought you could look at it and you could. Well, here's the thing. I looked <laughs> on the map. I took a quick glance and, and, you know, Skokie is not terribly far from the beach right to Lake Michigan. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to, I'm just going to take a nice, nice walk. So I started walking. And for those of you guys who've been paying attention, I just had surgery recently and I did have my brace on. So for all of you like, Josh, Not the right brace. No. It, for, no, you're still supposed to be in your boot. Okay. Until like this Thursday. <laughs> okay. Well, close enough. So anyhow, I have an ankle brace on to prevent me from rolling my ankle. So anyhow, I started walking down and I get about a mile out and I'm thinking, okay, so I think it's about two miles. So just kind of budgeting the the time and the distance in my head, like this is going to be a total of a four mile walk, which is not terrible, but it's like, okay, probably about a mile and a half in. I'm like, oh, this sucks. My ankle is starting to like throb. I'm like, okay, I got to go back. I found out later it's four miles to the beach. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what if you had kept walking? I would have, yeah, it would have been dark by the time I got home. <laughs> or not home, but back to the hotel. So, anyhow, that was my day one. Um, was that the skunk day? No, no. So, I feel like that was the skunk. There was some other video. Oh, that was that like, was the second day. Yeah, yeah, you sent me a couple of videos, but yeah, that was a different day. Yeah. So, there are skunks running. All around this area no, near Chicago. We cannot have a skunk. I want one so badly. He was badly. like making like cat calls at it. A cat call is like. Oh. <laughs> how do I whistle? <laughs> Hopefully that works on the I was audio. I'm thinking like when you're calling a kitten, okay? <laughs> that's you know, a, that's like... a very different thing. Yeah, that's what I was doing. Um, <laughs> no, skunks are <laughs> cat cute call. though. I, don't yeah, cat don't, don't cat call the skunk. That's weird. Was, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> that's like reverse Pepe Le Pew, right? <laughs> Like, I'm the skunk coming after the cat the other way around. Um, anyhow. One of them's a cat? Pepe Le Pew is a skunk. Uh-huh. The, do you really not know this? The other black one's not a skunk? It's a cat that has a white stripe <laughs> on it. So well, she's, that makes it more funny. Yeah. I watched that cartoon as a kid. I did not get that. It's not just, like, a female skunk trying to get away. <laughs> oh, no. I'll have to go back and watch those cartoons. 
it'll yes. be totally different. So I was kind of hoping that I could catch this skunk. I am aware that uh, if a skunk sprays you, it's a bad day. Uh, it might be a bad few days. I don't know if I would have let you come home. But, um, you know, if the skunk were to come up to me, it probably isn't going to spray me if it came up to me. And I, it got within five feet of me. Um, That's dumb reasoning. <laughs> so anyhow, I didn't bring home a skunk. Um, Have you ever smelled a skunk? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't mind it so much. Oh, my goodness gracious. But I also don't have a very strong sense of smell. I used to, um, like, in Montana, there's a ton of them. And my mom would always be like, I have to bathe you in tomato juice. I think did that's Did you the... hear that, too? Wait, did you get sprayed? No. Oh. Okay, like so it wasn't would... your mom saying that she no, was like, going okay, to. No, like, okay, we would go play in the, the hay b- bells, bills. Hay bales? Hay. <laughs> This okay. is weird. I'm the one drinking alcohol. Why are you st- why are you stuttering? Because or- I don't do nights. Everyone should know this. I don't do nights. Um, hey, bales. There you go. Um, outside of our house, I grew up in the country in Montana, <laughs> and we go and want to play in them. And my mom, when she found out, was like, "Skunks hide in there." And then one night, I went outside to feed my cat in the garage, and there was a skunk eating her food. Really? Yeah. Oh. That's cute. Um, sure. Except for it got startled and could have sprayed me. It didn't spray you, though. No. Yeah. See, it's fine. I think my mom has me living in fear. I don't want to take a bath in tomato <laughs> juice. All right. So <laughs> I didn't pet a skunk. I didn't I didn't bring home a skunk. Uh, but there are skunks running around all over in, in the Chicago area. So that was uh, that was the first couple of days. Um, after you headbutting with Hayden... What? How was the rest of your week? What What happened while I was gone? Well, everybody knows we had a mouse problem in the uh, storage unit, <sighs> so I had to. I I will say that the first couple of days I didn't go. I was too scared. Like I knew there could be a dead mouse. You were scared of dead mice. Well, just the grossness. Okay. And then I knew I would have to deal with it. Yeah. All right. So I think I went on like the third day. And there was one, but he wasn't in the trap. He was next to the trap. Oh yeah, you mentioned that. So I'm really hoping this that the I'm hoping that the storage unit isn't putting out poison, because yeah. then like they're gonna crawl in and now die in my. We're gonna have dead mice all over. So I'm all hoping the it's some units. like weird coincidence that it, because one trap was set off. Right. But he was not in it. He mm. was next to it, like a foot away. That is weird. Yeah. So I took him out. Um, But then like while I was going to the storage unit, I was reminded that this time of year I'm having spider issues. There was like this big old spider over like we have to punch in a code and I couldn't get the spider to move. (laughs) This is, yeah, for anyone that that is familiar. And this, I think you were wondering too, is this all of the United States or is this Washington? Yeah, it's like it is spider season here. Like yeah, everywhere. Rain rain started this week, like yeah. our typical rain season. It's kind of early, but rain is hit. And all the spiders come indoors. Man, we've had some doozies. And our cat is a spider killer. Yeah, like, I've watched her hunt one down and just eat it. Just yeah. take it. Well, <laughs> and sometimes she leaves him dead. So I have found a few on the floor. And sometimes we've watched her eat them. And sometimes she, I don't know, just maybe. bats at them until she kills them and gets yeah, bored of them. But yeah. like big, big spiders. Yeah. And she likes them. <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen a cat like that before. Huh. Like, like to Yeah, there were some at the boathouse. There were some I had to sweep off the outside of the boat. So I've been showing our boat to a couple people. Yeah. Um, You know, once I got back. Watch for webs. So besides, you know, dealing with spiders and mice on my own. Um... I've been learning or I guess figuring out how I'm going to start cooking on the boat. So this week I tried to cook using like minimal like pans <laughs> because I don't want to make a big mess. I don't have a big counter. Um, I've been asking around like what people use, what I could use. Do Are there like crockpot people? And I guess there's this like instant pot pressure so you're gonna sound really weird saying it that way because like literally everyone else knows what this is 
But I you're know. sounding like you just like this is Listen, a brand new thing. I'm kind <laughs> of like a 1950s lady, maybe when it comes to the kitchen. I used what my mom used, what my grandma used. Like I'm like the um, I love my what is that thing I use today? Dutch, I've been Dutch oven. I've been using my um, Dutch oven a lot. Like, because my mom did and my grandma did. And I know they still sell them. So Now, not... while everyone today knows what an Instant Pot is, n- I don't know if everyone knows what a Dutch oven is. They still sell them. It doesn't. Okay. So a Dutch oven is this big <laughs> cast iron pot that uh, kind of the whole thing heats up. So you're cooking inside of this giant hot container. But it still takes me a couple hours depending on what I've got in sure. there. Um, and I've seen and heard about these like Instant Instant pots? I don't know what to call it. It's an instant pot. Someone can correct me exactly. I know my brother bought one and he keeps telling me and I've been asking around, but I'm kind of scared of them. I've heard that, you know, it's like... Like it's going to get you? Well, (laughs) 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 I guess it's something new. Yeah. Um, And then that it's under like a lot of pressure. Like what if I don't put it together right? Oh, so I think once upon a time, pressure pressure cookers were seen as kind of like a potential hazard. I've not heard of any Instant Pots blowing up. You're the one who made me scared of them. You said, that's a lot of pressure. What if it blows up? <laughs> well, and so I was <laughs> like, oh, I'm not buying one of those. All right. So I, I apologize for that. I think it's probably fine. <laughs> so I'll probably keep doing more research on that. Um, but I I would say it was a fail this week. Oh, you've been so. Oh, I've been g- cooking a lot. Yeah. But I've been using all the counters. Oh, I see. I see. So like you've I been cooking healthy, but not just, minimalist. Yeah, I was trying to just use like the little island and be like, this is <laughs> my space. Um, but like every time I turned around, I'd you know, use other space or turn around and use something. I don't know. And then hmm. I was trying to like, I'm trying to use less room in the fridge because we have a bigger fridge than we'll have. That was a fail. If you look at it, it's full. Like I'm like, <laughs> you know, I can do this. And I'm trying to practice. So here's here's what I think will be nice is right now we live a little ways from any grocery store. It's mm. a it's a little bit of a drive, and so we yeah. stock up. We you know we we've crammed the fridge full yeah. of all the stuff. We're so far away, you guys. Right, but like at, so far away. Okay, okay, it's like ten minutes. Fifteen minutes. <laughs> right, right. But <laughs> but at the yacht club, there's a grocery store like basically in the parking lot of the yacht club. Yeah, it'd be so, like a five minute walk. Yeah, so we I've timed it. We oh okay. So <laughs> that's weird. Um, we can literally buy what we need for dinner that night and not have anything that we need to put away afterwards. Yes, but you're talking to the Costco mom. Like, I have to figure out how to not be the Costco mom. I think you'll figure it out once we're on the boat and there's no place for like the 15 cans of black beans that you bought. Yeah. <laughs> That'll but, just happen. Yeah. Because like even when we lived in the RV... I still did. You got me like a little shed thing. And I basically had an outside pantry. Right. Right. And we kept that thing full of And I just kept that full. cans, yeah. Um and maybe the boathouse will house some stuff. No, stop. We're trying to we're trying not to have <sighs> so much stuff. <laughs> but Costco's cheap. <laughs> uh, like, we'll figure it out. Well. Was that my week? We wrote it down and you have the notes. Well, yeah, I think we covered everything that you did. You know, the thing is, I, I feel like I've oh, got more we, notes, but I don't think I did as much. My my week was not like... You didn't. You you stuck to a, like a really boring routine. I, I, I do like my boring routine. But routines. you do like that. I do. I do. So here's a weird thing about me. Um, a, and this is going to sound really strange for most people, I don't like food. So weird. And because I don't have a very you strong... You can't taste. Yeah, because I don't have a strong sense of smell, I don't taste food the way everyone else does. Like I just don't experience... Very few things are like, oh, that was so, so delicious. Um, I know. You're annoyed that you have to stop to eat. I, I am. I am. And so once I find something that is like fine, it's passable, I can eat it. And and again, because I'm not really going for the flavors, it's the textures that I'm more interested in. Um I will just keep getting that same thing. And so this hotel that I had to stay at while I was on this work trip was within walking distance of a Chipotle. And I basically had the same meal at Chipotle every single night. So not just that you had the same location every night, (laughs) but I know you so well that the people there by the time you were done were like, yes, sir, we know it's this, this, this. Like you don't change like any restaurant we've ever been to. You order the same thing. 
Like, I love trying new things. And even if I'm kind of disappointed, <laughs> like, I'll remember just not get that. You just stick to your usual. So there's two things going on. One is that that statement you just made about how even if you're a little disappointed, it's okay. I hate you that. hate food disappointment or yes. any disappointment? No, 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 no. <laughs> I hate the idea of of wasting money on food. You that... hate wasting money, period. End that sentence. Like, <laughs> just, I hate wasting money. But when it comes to food, though, I think that there's been a couple of times where... Um, but like how I, would you know if you like it or look, not? I was just going to say, it might be that I don't enjoy food at the same level, but I think I can dislike food at a pretty high level. Like I can eat, I can eat something and be like, that was not enjoyable at all. But it's not based on the flavor; it's just based on maybe the texture. It's or, true. I can tell when you like something I've made and when you haven't. Yeah, still, yeah. Like you're going back for seconds, or you're not. Right. No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> seconds, thirds. Um. So. If it like if if I deviate from something that I've ordered before, um, and it doesn't turn out well, like I'm just filled with so much regret. Like I I I just feel awful about it. So that's part of my motivator. Mm-hmm. The second is, um, <laughs> this is funny. Uh, when we were first married, and we'd go to like we go to an Applebee's or whatever, um, we'd order something, and I would spend like you know several minutes looking at the menu. Oh, so annoying because you're just going to go to the same thing. <laughs> and I'd end up ordering the exact same thing, but I wouldn't remember yeah. oh, that's that right. I like, ordered it the like last Applebee's, time. Like Applebee's, the f- Fiesta Lime Chicken. You'd be like, hey, this looks really good. And I'm like, you mean the thing you got the last three times we've been here? <laughs> and it, it's weird. So I, I think that I process things differently. I don't, I don't remember what I ordered. And it's not that I look at something on the menu and go, oh, yeah, that. But you it's have like same, four things you like. Yeah, well, it, and, and that's what it is. If mm-hmm. if something on the menu in pictures contains these same four, you know, four or five items that I that I that I like, then my brain just goes, "Oh, that sounds good," but it doesn't go to that part of my brain that says, "Yes, I enjoyed that last time." Like, that, there's not a conscious like piece lime. There. If it says lime, I'm down. <laughs> yeah. Or fiesta usually. Fiesta usually means there's salsa and chips. Yeah. I'm and completely okay with salsa and chips. And if the menu said um, gummy bears. <laughs> <laughs> Which doesn't happen too often. Oh, my goodness. You can't even like, if I buy you gummy bears, like I turn around to eat one and they're gone. Okay. Like I just want one. You'll eat the bag. It's you a, also it's, are a mindless eater. It's completely a texture thing, though. If there's bad just- gummy bears. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, like I, there's only one brand. I know. Yeah. There's only one brand I'll eat. It's not just the gummy bears. It's all the gummy things that they make. Yeah. Um, not all, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's fair. Peach? Ugh. <laughs> Gross. And and that is a flavor. Like, I can taste peach there and are, I don't no, like I know. that flavor. Tropical. You won't, no. you won't uh, touch tropical. Yuck. I know. Um, I think we identify that as being like a botanical flowery flavor or scent of, that bothers yeah. me. Yeah, I don't like that at all. I have been cooking for you for 17 years. I do know what you like and don't like. And sometimes I make it even though I know you're not going to love it because I know that like nutritionally you should <laughs> still get it in your diet sometimes. Well, yeah. If you put it on my plate, I'll eat it anyway. I mean, that's, will. I'll just eat it. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm not terribly picky. But I'm a people pleaser and so I'm sad that you're not happy. You're also apparently a good cook and I can't appreciate that, <laughs> which is I'm, sad too. I'm, I'm okay cook, I think. but Everyone says you're an amazing cook and you keep getting asked to like bake desserts and bring them over well i have a really like really heightened sense of smell and taste yeah it's the exact opposite of me yeah everything you'll find (laughs) we're pretty opposite in something i don't remember who i was talking it might have been you actually yeah you were talking to me no no listen (laughs) um at uh at chipotle when i was going through what i ordered um yeah i get the steak i get you know blah 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 and at the end, you can get sour cream and guacamole. guacamole. And yes, I always... Mr. Cheapskate? No, no, no. Listen. Oh. It's not about that. But that's what you told me. It, it'll make more sense after I explain it. Okay. I ahead. don't taste the sour cream and I don't taste the guacamole unless it's like really mm. spicy guacamole or really lime flavored guacamole. Yeah, those are pretty muted flavors. So imagine not being able to taste it. Like, what does that do for you? Like, it's just like mush in your mouth. Like, why would I pay for that? <laughs> Some of it is texture. Like, a lot of people like to put something creamy. Like, that's a thing. Is That's not a flavor experience? That's a texture um, experience? Some of it's a texture, yeah. Ugh. That's not a texture I want in my food. 
like a, like avocados don't have like a ton of flavor. I mean, they have their own. Um, oh, I'm gonna make you sad. You know when you bring me sandwiches. <laughs> like if the if the avocados weren't on there, I wouldn't care. So it, like oh, I, know, I know I know you like them. No, honey, they're good for you. <laughs> You're gonna eat them. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. They're like the the good fat. Okay. Do I need good fat? I don't know. Someone on the <laughs> internet said we need good fat. Okay. I'm not a like a nutritionist. <laughs> right, right. But you are trying to cook more more healthy, I suppose. Eat so your maybe rainbow. We, should, we should think these things. That's what I tell the children. And like, then they say, then we should eat Lucky Charms. But oh, I, yeah. I'm like, not that rainbow. Or Skittles. That's the taste oh, of the rainbow, nope, right? That's what they say. But I was There are thinking, rainbows in our Lucky Charms. There are. And they just asked me for those. So that's what I was thinking. Okay. But yes, they said, <laughs> Charlie said Skittles. Yeah. So while I was out in Skokie, Illinois, I was uh, eating Chipotle every single night for dinner. Mm-hmm. So that's my that's my food story. Mm-hmm. Um, so the big thing, like um, we haven't talked about, is the title of our episode. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Were you getting there? Well, no. so um, our weekend. Well, a lot of our weekends will change from what they've been. They're not our weekends; they're Hayden's weekends. Yeah, and this is a huge change for us because we. We mm-hmm. had decided really early on that our kids weren't really going to be sports kids. We wanted them to be music kids uh, because we like music and we, we we weren't, you know, raised with sports being super important to us. Well, we didn't play sports growing up. Right, right. Neither of us. So we thought, hey, this will be great because it's not like there's concerts every single weekend. Um, and we would kind of look at parents who had kids in sports and be like, man, their weekends are so tied up. They're always, you know, running around. We're um, on the boat. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, during that time, and, and we could just go out just, and do whatever. Yeah. Right. And then we got our oldest daughter into the sailing program, which we didn't really know what that meant in terms of the time no, commitment. No, we didn't know. This is a full time sport. It is. Um, so. Josh was still in, I just keep saying Chicago because it's easier for me to say. So you're still in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And Saturday mornings, I usually, well, we let the kids sleep in. And we do our podcast, have our coffee. It's kind of our time. Right. Um, but Hayden and I had to be up at 6. I had to have her there by like 7.30. Where? Um, the Yacht Club. Mm. So the cool thing is her very, very first regatta Happened to be a girls only, so it was a much smaller like venue, and it happened to be an Olympia. So what's a regatta? I think that's something that most people actually have no idea. So I I, I looked it up because I didn't know. I posted it on, uh, I think, Facebook. The only time I'd ever heard that was on um, the show Friends, and I was like 12 when I heard it then, and I didn't know what they were talking about, and I didn't look it up. Like You couldn't get online and look up stuff when right. we were kids, so I didn't. Um, I guess I could have got out a dictionary, but so it's, um, boat races. Yeah. Sailboat in particular, right? No. I think oh. when I looked it up, it could be any, oh. um, it's just like, it's either this kind of race or that, like you're, you'd always be the same kind of boats. Oh, um, so similar boats racing together. Yeah. Cause okay. even like Hayden, um, at the yacht club, she told me we have two different kinds of sailboats and they look similar to me. Um, but they have different keels and stuff like that. And they're typically, one is used in, like, uh, I think the East Coast or the West. Like, different people like different kinds. They look the same to me. But in this case, they're both sailboats. They are. But, like, this event, they used, I think, she'll correct me, but the FJs? Yeah. I think that's what mm-hmm. they used for this race. Right. Um, And girls only. So we lucked out that it was local. It was in our own marina. It was in ours. I didn't have to travel, um, especially with you gone. But I still had to get up early and uh, get the kids there and pack a lunch. And But it was next to the farmer's market, so we lucked out there too. Um, Saturday was gorgeous. It was perfect weather, only there was no wind. Um, oh, that makes so sailing we a little did, tough, yeah. Yeah, we sat around for quite a while, like waiting for the wind. So really interesting to have a sport that you're waiting on the weather. <laughs> <laughs> right right it's not canceled due to weather 
It's like, canceled due to lack of weather? Right. Yeah. Interesting. And like the longer we waited, the further the tide was going out. Well, in Olympia, in the Bud Inlet, um, when the tide starts to go out, we have a lake that drains into the inlet. And so not only was there no wind, but the direction in which they would start their race, they would be heading towards uh this current oh, the lake yeah and so, and so like they literally <laughs> were just stuck no wind and were being pushed and then um one of the very first races that they did get and there was some wind um one of the boats um hayden calls it like turtling yeah when the boat flips over when it goes like all the way upside down and the, these girls are trying to flip it and i was sitting next to a girl i heard say not the right time of year to be in the water like you don't want to flip it because apparently the jellyfish are mating. Yeah. So, and so there's like a ton of them. <laughs> yeah. And look up lion's mane jellyfish because- Is that you know, the you, one that is? Yeah. Yeah. When you picture a jellyfish, usually it's like the clear kind. That's just what people normally picture. These are like really majestic looking and they look like, well, I mean, they're called lion's mane jellies because they, they look like a lion's mane. Yeah. Um, and they're huge. Yeah. Um, like easily two feet across. Yeah, some of them. Yeah. So uh, maybe most of them are like one foot across. Yeah, two seems big. That's it. That is pretty big. I don't know. They're in the water, distorts things. You can't. Yeah. And they like float and move. And they do sting a little. I don't know. I just heard her say that and was thinking I wouldn't want to fall in the water. Right. So, so that was yesterday. Yes. And, and then, then I got home late last night. Late. So I was able to attend the second day of the regatta. Of waking up early on waking a Waking up early. And today was a rainy day. Oh. Not today so beautiful, but it was windy. Today was a typical, like, you know, Northwest or... Olympia day. Yeah. <laughs> um, And we didn't have all the gear. Like, I was thinking... I had been looking at the forecast and it hasn't been that bad. And so I hadn't rushed out to get Hayden, like all the gear she needed for sailing and so you took Hayden and then I'm driving around town <laughs> trying to find some of the gear so she wouldn't be so wet so I had to go buy rain pants and like the kind of gloves that are more grippy because everything's wet yeah so I can grab onto the lines yeah uh, I got her hat uh things to keep her warm but she's wet um but she said the rain pants worked really well cool so oh that is good Got them just in time. <laughs> so when you are a mom running around taking kids to different sporting events, I think the common term is is soccer mom. Is there a term for, like, are you a sailing mom? Are you a regatta mom? See, I was thinking that too. Like, when you're just driving, that's why I said taxi. Like, am mm. I just a taxi? And not only that. No one's paying you, though, so I don't know if you're a taxi. Ta apparently, taxi drivers make a lot of money because they jack up the tip rate by No, I'm <laughs> not making any money. And, like... Sometimes, like, the girls would be like, well, mom, can't you just, like, swing home for this? And I'm like, no, it's got to be in the car. Swinging home, like, we're kind of spread out where we're at. And so it's like, that's 10 minutes off the beaten path. And so driving them around becomes sort of a game for me. Like, I map it out in my head. Like, okay, if I get this kid and this kid, like, how can I not drive so much? So I tell them, like, grab all your stuff. We're not coming back here. <laughs> and that's why Charlie's like, can't you just take me home instead of, you know, be along for the ride? And it's just, I would go through so much more gas even. Right. So. <laughs> well, today was really cool. It was our, it was like we'd said before, this was Hayden's first regatta, first actual racing event. Mm -hmm. And watching her competing against other students. And, you know, she's in a boat with another person. So it's not like just her. Yeah, she's. But um, she's not skippering yet. She's a little bit timid, so she's, she's the, the crew. crew. Right, right. Um, so she helps it, like the sailboat stay, right? Like she's like jumping from side to side as it's moving and helping. Yeah, roll that tacking, way. I think is what she calls it. Well, that's it when is... it's not windy. Oh, when it's just regular, she's got to like hold different like lines in the sail and help mm, that way. Okay, we're we're still learning too. We are. I had um. My camera with my like mega zoom, and so I could kind of watch that way, which mm. is cool because it's not like a sport either. <laughs> it's not like soccer. You're sitting on the side, and like your kid might even like run right next to you. We're like on shore, and the boats are really far out. So that's like so I watch car racing. That's like any racing. Like there's an. It looks that far away. 
Well, unless you're if you're watching it on TV, then like there's cameras everywhere. Right. But when you're on a when you're at a racing track, you oh. see maybe fifty percent of the track at all. And so I half don't know. The time, it felt like I was in the top stands of a football game then, like but like way at the top. Yeah, that's that's normal. And they look like ants, <laughs> little sailing ants. Oh, I mean, fun. I guess I can see the sailboats, and you know, I'd kind of lose track, but who's winning? It's still fun. Like I, I really enjoyed it, um, and I'm just happy when my kids want to be by the water because I like being by the water. Yeah. What'll be nice if we have more sailing events, you know, even just practice, uh, because it's at the marina. If we need to run home to grab something, we live there. Yeah, I, I think this is the only one in Olympia. The regattas, yes. The sailing practice that she has three nights oh, a week. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, when I got her on Saturday and she needed different pants. Right. And I had to go like all the way home and all the way back. Right. By myself because you weren't here. Sorry. Um. So I guess the next thing kind of just cover because people probably want to know where are we at in our boat. Yeah. So there's two things that we have to have happen at the same time, uh, or at least kind of close if we're not going to be too stressed out, is we do have to sell the boat we own. Yes. And then, of course, we have to close on the boat that we're buying. And I think for the most part, the boat that we're buying, that's all a done deal. Like, I need to get, like, the insurance paperwork over. Um, but between the survey, we talked about this last week. Like, that's all done. Everything passed. We're good to go. Um, right. But when people ask, like, we're not on the boat yet. I mean, people have been asking Hayden. Oh. Um, even. That's cool. Like yes. People know. So <laughs> I think that we can probably close in the boat within a week. Yeah. When we get the boat and bring it down, we'll need a place for it to be because they, our boat and that boat don't fit in our boathouse together. So right. we'll have to move the current boat out and get our the new boat in. And I'm really hoping, it's not likely, but I'm hoping that we can sell our boat in the next week or two and have that all happen at the same time. That would be nice, but not, I don't think it's going to happen. No, boat buying takes a little while. It does. The boat selling takes yeah. a little while. Well, yeah, but yes, the people <laughs> buying our boat would be the buying. Yeah. But yeah, boat selling takes. We probably don't long. have the kind of luck where someone's going to walk onto it and be like, here you go. I'm taking it today. There's the money. I'm out of here. I love it. I'm taking yeah. the boat. So yeah. In my head. It doesn't happen that way. <laughs> I thought yeah. it would happen that way. No, I think that it'll be um, because I would like to move on the boat before it gets too cold and we're trying to, you know move stuff around i think it'd be more like we take our current boat out bring the new boat in start living on it and our boat will have to our current boat we have we're selling we'll have to live someplace else while we're selling it right which means we're paying double mortgage double mortgage for a little bit yep and you're an admiral then (laughs) i will be an admiral with two boats yep um i did show the boat twice today yes so in the middle of regatta stuff right right so you're <laughs> running back and forth unfortunately uh it's, it's all in olympia so that wasn't too bad so hopefully hopefully it sells soon mm-hmm. and uh that'll be an, a, a celebration time once once that happens yeah and then when that does happen um i don't know if i'll let you leave town <laughs> because the one time this week i had to go check on the boat because you said I don't know if I turned off the, or if I did what, turn what off. What voice are you using? I don't know. A okay. boy, a boy voice. A boy voice. Okay. So here's I'm like what... all manly right now and saying, I don't think I turned off the bilge pumps or I did turn them off. I don't know. So in order to sell the boat, uh, one of the things that I wanted to do is to make sure that the engine room was really nice and clean. And so um, there's a switch that you can manually override the automatic bilge pump. So you can, you can leave them in auto or you can turn it to manual. If you turn it to manual, then you have to push a button in order to activate the bilge pump, like if you're testing it. And I know that I was fiddling with it. And then when I left, I think I was on the plane and I was thinking, I don't know if I set it back to automatic. And if I didn't, then any water getting into the boat would have no way of getting out of the boat and so i knew you weren't going to the boathouse a bunch and so i actually just had this dread feeling that you were going to go check on the boat and it was going to be uh a lot lower in the water than it's supposed to be so i yes i I know you love leaving uh, me with these like (laughs) it could be end of world type thing and i'm 
you know, you're what, 1,300 miles away. Right. So here's the thing. I have this sort of paranoia. Like, like everyone, like, did I leave something on? Did I forget? Like, everyone has that. For me, it's always about the boat. Like, I constantly think that I left the bilge pumps off, and I, but I never have. So right. I, whatever routine I go through, you know, kind of mindlessly as I'm checking in and checking out of the bilge or of the engine bay, I, I must do it correctly because it's never been an issue. But I constantly wonder about it. And as it turned out, it was fine. But I guess uh, it took you uh, a little while to figure out so what I, to do. So I made Hayden go with me just in case because I didn't, you know, I was like, I don't know, just come with me. So I have been down there in the like engine room one time i've like like just to look at it yeah like i dropped down and i think you were in there and you're like come see i don't know i know i've like squatted in there for like a second and then i stood back up and was like nope i'm out of here (laughs) um and so you were i think i went down in there before i called you um and so I've got Hayden. I'm like, give me my phone. I need a flashlight because I couldn't find the light switch. Um, and so I'm in the kind of dark and I start just looking for buttons and pushing buttons. <laughs> See, that that really worries me because I don't Hayden know what you like, did. Stop pushing buttons. Just stop. Just call dad. So she handed me my phone. I turned on my flashlight and I called you. And then like, I don't know, some other like electrical thing went clunk. I don't know. <laughs> I started cussing, and he's like, "Mom, get a grip." <laughs> so I think it's important that you know what's going on oh, in the engine room for sure. Um, there's no reason for me to learn this boat. We're losing this boat. Oh, we're selling it, yeah. Um, but the next boat, there are gonna have to be days where you're just gonna be like, I don't know, I have to go look at these things with you, or like I know houses so well, I understand. I will not freak out if there's water. Like, I know where, like, shutoff valves are. And um, I know where the electrical panel is. Like, all that stuff. I know a house. I need to know a boat. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty important. I mean, I suppose there's probably a lot of married couples where, like, the guy takes the, I'm the, you know, I'm the chief operator of this boat. And my wife doesn't do anything about that. And I think it's probably kind of normal, especially with the normal demographic of boat owners. Um I think that uh, it's not a progressive thing to have you understand the boat. I think it's just practical. Well, yeah. I mean, (laughs) I wanted to learn the house stuff because I would be... practical to know it. Yeah. Yeah. And like I was a stay-at-home mom with the kids in there a little and, you know, you'd be away at work and, you know, I don't want anything to happen I can't, you know, fix or take care of right away. Otherwise, you'd come home to a flooded house. Right. So... (laughs) Yeah. The stakes are a little higher with the boat, so... You knowing uh, what valves to not accidentally open to have water rushing into the boat would probably be a good idea. Oh, dear Lord. Is that a thing? No. No, I just made that up. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) You're going to give me a heart attack before we even live on the boat. So, in any event, you were able to check the the bilge pump. (laughs) and You had done it correctly. I did it correctly. It was where it needed to be when you told me where it was. Now I know. But. Yeah. I don't know. I got, like, nervous down there. I mean, it's a tight space. I don't know what I'm looking at. I've seen you do things. And so I'm trying to be brave. Like, I got this. But I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good job, baby. Thanks for coming home. (laughs) I missed your handsome face. Aw, thanks. I missed your pretty face. Other interesting thing about this trip. I like... Oh, did you think of something? Yeah. Okay. No, it's on my list. Oh. (laughs) I thought you just, like, thought of something. So... I really enjoy public speaking. Like You're I like very good doing. At it. Oh, thank you. I like doing presentations, um, and I like being in front of people. And so, part of this work trip had me in front of this group of students. And just for anyone that's really curious, you, you know, if, you, if you've been listening, you know that I'm involved in insurance. I don't sell insurance, so don't worry about me ever trying to sell you anything. Um, but I work with insurance agents, and I'm kind of like a coach or a mentor for them. And I also help bring on new agents that uh, will be business owners, perhaps, for the very first time. And so um, I was brought in as a coach for uh, for this class of about 30 students or so. And I got to introduce myself. I had to go to the front. And and I think the criteria was uh, my name, um, what, what industry I was in before I got into this role, and then one interesting fact about myself. <laughs> and I thought, oh, this is going to be awesome. First... Uh, 
I like telling people that we're living on a boat because like things that are memorable, like make you stand out, right? So if, you know, what's one interesting thing about you? If someone's like, well, you know, I play this musical instrument, like that's great. A lot of people play musical instruments. Wow. Um, you're going to downplay that one? No, 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 no. I'm just from a, from a branding standpoint, uh-huh. like help having people remember who you are. Like after the fact, if you were a guitar player and you mentioned that, you're not going to have 20 people coming to you afterwards saying, hey, tell me more about playing the guitar, right? I had so many of these students afterwards coming up to me and asking me about what it's like to live on a boat. Tell me more. What kind of boat? Blah, blah, blah. And and so I, I decided, knowing that that was going to happen, um, I made it a twofer. I said, uh, I'm moving my family, my wife, uh, my three teenage daughters and our pets onto a boat. And I also started a podcast with my wife just to pitch <laughs> this show. Um, and so if any of you Wait, that were in that class are listening now. We're going to talk about living on a boat, but we're not yet. Right, right. This is the, this is the longest, <laughs> the, longest uh, the longest run of talking about living on a boat, and we don't live on a boat yet. Um, yeah, we're 15 episodes deep now. We'll get there. I promise. We'll get there. Um, but anyhow, um, if any of you that are in the class uh, are now listening because I said, hey, subscribe. And actually, some of you, I actually watched you get on your phones and do the, you know, search this up and subscribe. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Um, I hope you stick around for the journey. I'm really interested in your success as future insurance agents. Um, you know, make sure to, to say hi, comment. Speaking of, one of the things that I did when I was uh, out in, in Chicago is... On one of your lonely nights? During, yeah, during the <laughs> evenings, um, I spent a lot of time actually working on the website. So normally on these kind of trips, a lot of the the classes get together in the evenings and they go out, you know, to the local bar and hang out and whatever. And in the past, when I was an agent, that's what I did. I'd go out and just hang out with everybody. Being in the coach role or being in the leader role, it's not as appropriate to do that. And so uh, on all those nights, I I didn't. I just kind of came back to the hotel room and waited till I knew everyone was leaving. And then I went and walked over to Chipotle. Um, But after I'd get back, I would spend some time working on the website. And so if uh, if you only listen by going to your podcast player and searching us up, awesome, that's fine. But if you get a chance, go to dropanchorpodcast.com and take a look at some of the things on there. Like I've got links to the social media. Um, I've got links to our blog where I sometimes I type up a few things. But I also added a forum where listeners of the show can ask questions and uh, we can interact and I had this idea where what if people asked questions that uh, would be make great content for the show? So one of the questions that came up was um, when we mentioned about the Viking, how it had the waste tanks underneath mm. the bed. Mm-hmm. Well, the question came up, well, how do you flush that out? How do you get rid of that? <laughs> because it's not like you it's not like you've got a septic tank. It's not like you can connect to city, you know, lines and just, no, you just dump keep it out. sleeping on it. <laughs> right, right. Until the alarm goes off. <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, so, you know, that got asked on the, uh, on the forum and for anyone that's interested, it's, uh, it's kind of weird. It's kind of gross, but there are little fittings. You're going to do it. You're going to talk about poop. Yep. There are fittings on the hull of the boat. And one of the fittings that you can, you can uncap is to add water to the boat for your fresh water. One of them is for fuel. And uh, often you'll have two because you typically have two fuel tanks on these larger boats. Don't get those confused. And then really don't get confused <laughs> the last one, um, which is the waste. And and you could get them confused if you weren't paying attention the first time and reading them. Like, it's like this, like ours, and every boat is different, but our older boat has like the metal, like a metal cap. And, you know, as it gets older and the words are, I don't know. Like, I've just seen them. you have a hard time seeing it? I'm old. I don't know. No, no, they're fine. Um, okay. It's your job. Oh, perfect. <laughs> poop, fuel, and water. That, that's that's you. What, yeah, except it doesn't say poop. It says waste. Um, so <laughs> that one, um, you actually have to vacuum out your holding tank. Right. It's not like the um, RV where it's gravity empties right, it. Right. There's no gravity feed on this. You it's literally go up and you, out. You literally run this tube down through that fitting and then you turn the vacuum system on and it sucks so it do. out for you. <laughs> well, Not in me. our marina, there is a, there's like a self-serve pump out station where you could do it. Um, yeah. And that's I gross. I just was saying you. <laughs> there's also uh, a, 
like some people figured out that they can run a business uh, running around with a little poop boat and yeah, I mean, it's, it the same, it's the same thing like um, my job and a construction company. We have the what do you call those like the poop houses, the porta potties? Yeah, the that's what buckets. they are. Poop <laughs> houses. Poop house. <laughs> I mean, like an outhouse doesn't sound right. It's old. Um, I think they're called outhouses, too. Isn't that like if it's in the woods and it's got like. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> like like, I could hole, look this up, but it's not that a interesting. Hole in the ground. <laughs> I am so sorry that every week we talk about poop. Um, but there's a truck that comes and sucks that out. Yes. So in the same way, there's a boat that goes around to other boats and sucks out the poop. Yep. So, so same concept. Same exact concept. So that makes that pretty easy. Uh, another question that we got was about taxes and how if you mm. if you live in a boat, where do you like what's your address and then like, can you just hop from marina to, to marina forever? Can you just anchor out? And then, like, where – the question is kind of twofold. Like, where do you actually live, quote, unquote? And then for tax purposes, where do you file? What do yeah. you – and I think in our we'll case – learning? Well, no, no, no. In our case, since we are official liveaboard, we have an address. Like, we yeah, have an actual us, uh, mail giving, stop. Yeah. Right. They're giving us an address and there's a um, – like the same at like, a, you know, a, an apartment or I don't know. There's boxes. Yeah. Like we have a PO. It's not a PO box, but it's like unit 12 or whatever yeah. at our marina. Um, we got a mailbox key and everything. So that's actually our address. I think that if you are an unofficial liveaboard, you might have a PO box that you call your own where you get mail sent to. But if you're constantly drifting around, you're a pirate. I mean, I don't, I don't know how else to... To do it, oh you're, yeah! If like you've decided you're like grid. you're not, yeah. yeah. If you anchor out or um, guest dock a lot, yeah. yeah, yeah. You you don't have a home address, right? Which I guess is kind of cool, but that's not well, what we're doing. Someone in an RV that sells their house and travels, like you know, the United States is the same thing, right? Right. Yeah. If, well, unless they choose a PO box to, but then that that's just a PO box. I don't know. Yeah. So let's be pirates. <laughs> you know that's what i want to do i know that's um, why i said it yep so so you'd make those big eyes at me <laughs> yes let's do it let's do it you know one of the things that i think a lot of people don't know about like if, if you're a podcast listener is the importance of getting ratings and reviews for the podcaster mm. like if you like a show um, it's not just a nice thing to do to go to like, you know, the the iTunes page or whatever and leave a review and do your whole stars thing. It actually helps build credibility for the show. If you do what? Like, okay, so you listen I'm to the show. I'm still learning because I didn't even listen to podcasts until you like were like, hey, uh, let's okay. make a podcast. So, so now I'm listening to them. <laughs> <laughs> so you listen to our show on your phone, right? Yes. And so you're an iPhone listener. And... Oddly, more than like well more than fifty percent of the uh, podcast traffic is through iPhones, mm -hmm. and the I guess iTunes has sort of figured this out or has known this all along, and so they have a ratings um, and review feature. So if you listen to it on your on your iPhone, you can give the show stars, and then you can say um, you can type a little like just review on it mm. in uh, in iTunes when people are searching up shows. The more stars and, and more reviews it has the more credible the show is not to say, how do I say this? If a show, basically if a show has no reviews and it's been around for a while, then you might not want to spend, like invest your time listening to it. But if there's a lot of reviews and a lot of comments, Oh, it's like giving us rotten tomatoes. If we're a movie, like I don't watch the movies that have like barely any tomatoes. It's like that. Or it's like Amazon reviews. Like if you get a product and there's a bunch of one star reviews, you're like, I'm not going to buy that. Right. Right. Same thing. Yeah. No, so, I look at reviews all the time. So for if okay, well now that you're listening to shows other than ours, I um, should give reviews. You should give reviews if you like them. Yeah. If you don't like them, this um, is a whole new world for me. I, I think it's kind of funny we started a podcast and I didn't know really what a podcast was. You were just like, Let's I'm going to record yeah. us while we're talking. Right. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah. So for the shows you like, you should give reviews. If you don't like a show, uh, don't leave a review at all. Like if you give it a one star, it's hard to undo that because shows will improve over time. Yeah. So a one star review makes it hard for a show to ever get that credibility back. 
Um, and so it's better to actually just not leave a review at all. Okay. So yeah, you should do that. And then for you listeners, uh, if you could leave us a review, um, let us know what you think. Um, that, uh, that would be awesome. All right. I love you. I love you. Talk to you later, everybody. How do I end this? That's not how we just say I love you and then it's over. Then I guess I'm done recording. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to our show. Uh, Make sure to stop by dropanchorpodcast.com to see what we're doing, both uh, in pictures and uh, on Facebook and on Twitter. We've got all the links there. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week.